0: Welcome to Service Sharp. This is a podcast all about ServiceNow. We'll be talking strategy, architecture, technology, and everything ServiceNow. This podcast is not affiliated with ServiceNow. The opinions expressed are our own. We're just people that are very passionate about the platform. Join us for every episode.
1: Well, welcome back. This is Jason Gibson. Uh, welcome back to Service Sharp. We have Brent Peters, uh, Justin Classville, and Randy Haas. We're here having a good time. We're talking about upgrades. Uh, we've had some uh, recent experiences with upgrades, both uh, in Orlando and Paris, and and so we thought we would have a conversation about uh, you know things that we've seen uh, and uh, lessons learned uh, for our upgrade um welcome everybody and i guess we'll just get in the meat of it um justin brent when when uh when was the last upgrade you guys did
2: um my upgrade was three weeks ago Mm -hmm. and we went to orlando patch eight
3: okay mine was last week
2: we went to orlando
3: and I don't remember what
1: patch.
2: Oh, I'll talk to why I remember what patch in a minute.
1: <laughs> well, I had a cut. I, I, I just recently went to Orlando a couple of weeks ago myself. So, um, and I don't, I don't remember what patches. Well, I do
3: remember that I had to upgrade my dev and test before I could clone back down and do an actual upgrade. They had patches on them that prod did not.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff.
1: So what
3: was that? Prod was on a different. Uh, was going to be on a different version, so I couldn't actually clone down from Prod, so I had to upgrade my test and dev as well to like enough just a patch level.
1: So was the uh, the patch that you had originally installed in dev and test wasn't available at the time.
3: They were already, they had, so they, we did them a month before and the auto monthly thing had taken them up to whatever the patch was that that month and um, test was or prod was still um, Madrid.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, so, was so when stuff. you, when you did that, so basically you got the upgrade, the, the patch happened in your sub broad instances before you got the upgrade completed.
3: Correct. While we were going through the monitor, or well, you know, all the upgrade issues. Um, unfortunately, we, well, fortunately, whatever. We also had other dev that happened at that time. Um, so it ended up taking well, about six weeks, I want to say, actually, it, it was quite the drawn out process compared to usual. No um, code freeze? Oh no! There's a code. You know how that works. Yeah. It's a code freeze until someone with enough clout comes in and says it's an emergency.
4: Yeah. It's more So more like a code slushy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you that how it always is. I mean, we had a freeze until I sent out the email saying we were in a freeze.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how it always works. Nobody wants anything until you say no.
3: We did have a new a new project freeze. But if you had an existing project, or if we had ever talked to you in the past, or if you were employed prior to when you talked to me, we'd let it go through.
2: <laughs> or if you were born before today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Uh,
3: well, at least you got standards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there were, it was a process. That's good. So just had a lot of arrows that came back at you. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> So what did you guys think about the amount of skip changes?
2: Well, um, when I upgraded my first instant, my first non-prod instance, it was great. I only had a handful. Uh, that's why I know I went to patch eight is because when we went to dev, the patch that I had done on our First instance uh, was not available anymore, so we had to go to patch eight. And when we went to patch eight, it like tripled the amount of skipped items and broke a bunch of things. So yeah. we had to redo the whole thing in a week before the upgrade. Good. Oh, so, awesome. so good. Yeah. So that's why I know I was in patch eight is because. Going just you know, uh, one patch um, broke a lot of stuff in our system, so I had to go fix it within a week. Because
3: I must have gone straight to eight then, because the first time we ran it, it was a it was a very beefy list of, of things we had to go through.
2: Yep, as possible nine hundred
3: or something like it was. A, yeah. it was a very large. I mean, that's large compared to usual I anyway. Mean.
2: And the, the instance I was working on started in Aspen. So there's a lot of his, historical things there. So whenever we went to patch eight, they had changed to some ACLs and some of that kind of stuff that, you know, our system never had before. So it really screwed up a bunch of stuff. I mean, um, I tell users couldn't even get to comments or work notes or short description. So, you know, some issues there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they separated they separated out and created new roles, right? That, that new ACLs, that kind of
2: yes, that can, and new roles that kind of overwrote some of the stuff for the ITIL. So in our instance, what
1: they're trying to do they're trying to break it down where you can into smaller chunks for roles. Yeah, but it, it just when you're used to when your system's used to everything in ITIL. Uh, it makes it very problematic when they do that stuff,
2: right? And I, I okay, I read the release notes for the patch we went to. I didn't think that much about having to do the patch eight uh, release notes, so I didn't catch that stuff when I went to do do it because it was, you know, I did. It was a split second decision. Okay, well, we have to go with eight, so. It, well, it's read one of those you know, things I had to fix.
1: Yeah, well, and read the release notes. That'll help you a lot. People don't. I, I've, I've talked to people who are like, no, "No, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't read the release notes." And it's like, then how do you? How do you? Where's your baseline? Well, where you, the things you know it's gonna mess up? Right.
2: Right. Release notes. Um, these release notes help you sort of, but there's quite a few things that don't always show up in their release notes. So. <laughs>
1: It's just like a baseline. It's like, okay, so I know to look here yep, because they changed this, this, and this. And so it makes it easier. Now, it's like last time I printed it out, I know I'm weird because I like printing them out and actually having them in physical form. It was like 450 pages long.
2: Wow. See, I just uh, look on them uh, online. That yeah, way so, I save trees. I mean, my
1: normal... Yeah. Adult human beings. I like yeah. the ability to search.
3: Yes, you know, that's always nice too. Without my eyes being the only method of said search.
2: <laughs> Here, let me lick my finger and start turning pages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll put some post-it notes in there. Now I. I mean, to each their own. You know. Some yeah, people I mean, study that way. I'm. I'm some mean, people I'm listen familiar. to audiobooks. Some people read online. And some people like the physical book. So yeah, it's whatever you're more comfortable with.
3: For the life of me i can't do audiobooks i
4: just don't get it i, I prefer it. regular books but uh i don't have the time so i do audiobooks there you
1: go yeah, audiobooks are great but you know,
4: i don't know what that has to do with everything. now but i, I, I was just throwing I was, that out yeah I was, I was feeling like i needed to say something so, I <laughs> great, that
1: great I input randy thank you <laughs>
4: thank yeah. you thank you appreciate that yeah i try to Can be we, informative also,
1: well, over you know. in the, that is, read the release notes and uh, make sure and go over your skipped items because guess what it matters
2: yes Very nice. yep. <laughs> and it yeah. really helps try to narrow down what was changed also because <laughs> if you look at the skipped things or even the things that were you know changed you can go okay well there's what the issue is they did modify these six things or whatever <laughs> So
3: and sometimes you got to go back and look in the uh, unskipped or whatever they call the other. I think it's called unskipped. But anyway, the one at the very end. Uh, that actually mentions things that it does change that it didn't need you about that you may not have noticed in the release notes. It's the thing that's got like 18,000 probably this time I think it's going to now, Uh, That's how we noticed the ACL issue with uh, what they changed on the approval widget
2: in the port. That's great if you're in Orlando. Now, if you're going up to Paris, the whole upgrade monitor's changed, and things look a lot different So, skipped records, you can see them, Um, you can see the reviewed, all that, but it's... (laughs) I, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with it. I just saw the screens. Um, so it's a little bit harder to find the, you know, change stuff that they they changed on you, it looks like. but well,
3: That's good. I'm finally getting used to the regular ones.
2: Yeah. So about yep. time
3: they change it.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, that's the way service now is you get used to the way it is, and they change it up. But you're saying there's a lot more functionality, right?
2: On the new upgrade monitor there seems to be a lot more functionality um it it just gives you the general hey you upgraded from this version to this version uh it took this long so it kind of gives you an upgrade duration um the next little section they have is find out what's changed so you can look at you know um Generated, generate your own personal release notes. So pretty much what it is, it sends you to a website and it says you came from um, Madrid patch 7 to Paris patch 2. Here's all the stuff that changed between those two versions. And then uh, they have the error portal that you can go look at, the known errors. And then it starts talking about, you know, there were 22,000 changes made and here's your seven that you need to review and that kind of stuff. They also give you the option to take those skipped records that you normally have to go through line by line and put them in a VTB now. So that's always nice. That'd be sweet.
5: Yeah. That is pretty nice. Yeah.
2: And then they give you the pretty colors you can show your executives of, uh, like a donut chart and bar charts, that kind of stuff.
3: (laughs) Good time. I mean, it is good that the. To be fair, as an upgrade assistant, I think it's actually very, very handy. Yep. Compared to just like some systems, it's kind of like, well, you know, install it to see what it does.
2: Yeah, my the previous system that I used before ServiceNow, um, it was kind of a. They, the manufacturer told you it would take you four to six months to, to upgrade because you would take and clone your your system you would upgrade it and then you had to run reports and go through line by line to see which items might have changed so of those 22,509 changes that were made when I upgraded my, my dev system to, to Paris I'd have to go look at all 22,000 lines so this is much better than that system.
3: <laughs> now to be fair, I'm going to I'm going to just take a huge guess and it's probably not true cuz anyway, uh but they had actual release notes that were not across 20 different pages or was it still like that where the change log was not just a change log; it was good to go.
2: Through. Oh, the previous uh, my previous vendor didn't even have release notes, so <laughs> yeah, they were. that's so why
3: they're the previous
2: vendor, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and they went and yeah, <laughs> yep. So, so, anyways, I, I mean, yeah, I liked. Well, we can talk about that stuff later, but I liked how servers now used to do the release notes the ones now are a little bit harder to find the things but you can still find it i
3: think they're just trying to and the only thing i could think of is that they're trying to like dumb uh, saying dumb it down and i don't mean to be offensive it probably is whatever uh dumb down the like certain that's why there's like four of them right is because this level of of person they don't necessarily care about the nitty-gritty of each thing so they give you like the, the first one which is kind of like a, a text paragraph not even bullet mm-hmm. point really right um, and then they give you one that's kind of like module name bullet point and then they right. give you one that actually kind of describes the the change i don't know what the fourth one is off the top of my head but i guess that maybe is what they're doing is just trying to Make well, it easier.
2: right, and I know that with their the new personalized release notes, you can kind of narrow that stuff down to say, you know, I was on this version. Now I'm on this version. It will take the patch notes and put them in like an HTML view, and you can also narrow that down to here's the stuff I have deployed. It looks like cool. so it helps kind of narrow some of that down, and it it's easier to read than it was before. And it looks like yeah they deployed that as a link in Paris but you can also use it for your older instances too now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a website. So it goes to a, a, a website and then from there you just select the versions you're going from and to and it kind of gives you your stuff. It's pretty cool. Well,
1: and I do like I do like that. I think yeah, I use that when looking at the release notes from we're going, we, I think we were going from New York to Paris. And it was, it was helpful because it did combine them versus what we've had to do in the past is look at both sets of release notes.
2: Yep. Yeah. So if you're skipping Orlando and going straight to Paris, you had to look at the release notes for Orlando and for Paris to see what you were going to run into. So, yeah. Now, this whole upgrade monitor, I just looked at it yesterday so i haven't really gone way into it so it just looks cooler
3: at least they're trying to help it out you know yeah like i said it already is a useful tool so anything they as long as they don't get rid of it i guess i should say (laughs) right (laughs) yeah Uh, it is pretty handy so
1: One of the things that I like that, that I found that when I'm doing the skipped items is I'm starting to, to group them a little bit more and try and move them out a little quicker. Uh, I found that I was going through each and every one independently, and it was taking so long to do it. Uh, but then I started grouping things and things that I knew that we were normally going to change, right? Because I review all the skipped items. So that includes like notifications that I've changed and things like that, right? yeah so i've been able to move a lot quicker through the skipped items um in this last you know release that's more of a personal process thing than than uh something that they've changed on the service now side Uh, but i did notice it went a lot faster to to group them up and then move them in that way
2: yep yeah
1: the ones i know are going to be you know changes
2: let's see i think whenever i upgraded to the first patch i had under a hundred skipped items so it didn't take much to review those it's like 60 something something like that but then whenever i went to patch eight there were uh 370 or something like that so yeah i kind of grouped them like you said and just okay any of the notifications that we've branded with our logo i'm gonna skip notifications And so on. So you can kind of make some of that. But you do look at your higher priority ones first, don't you?
1: Yeah. You know, the higher priority first and and then once that gets out of the way, then you can – kind of move through the lower priority stuff with uh grouping them up a little bit. But we don't I don't know about you guys, but I didn't get a lot of super high priority stuff. I I think I got like fifty um that are on the high priority. And the remember we they're classified in two separate ways, right? Yep. They're skipped changes and there are skipped um skipped Uh, customizations. I forget what they're called now. Sorry, guys. Help me refresh my memory here. But one basically is these are things we skipped because you changed them in your system. And the other is these are the things that that we skipped that are basically potentially problems, right? Right. Um, So definitely look at the ones first. I think last one, there was like 150 and only... A smaller portion of them were higher priority, and so went through those first, and then went through the rest of them. I ended up going through all Skipton, which is about nine nine hundred, but uh, I think very similar to Justin, I guess. But uh, it's just important to do that if you're the, especially if you're the architect or the administrator of the system. You're the one who's responsible for the stability.
2: Yeah, and it'd be nice. It's always nice to find that stuff up front and try to fix it before you move on to testing or even have it show up in prod later. It's it's just better maintenance if you can do it up front. Yeah.
3: I like looking at the modules. Now to get an idea of what I have that might be a little more customized.
2: Now, what I ran into, and I think we ran into it to one of the upgrades we did together, was whenever you're looking at the skipped items, they don't always tell you if it's a global app or not. So when I was looking at it, there was some safe stuff in there, some safe agile stuff. And whenever I, I first did it, it put it in global and then the updates set wouldn't work. And so
1: and I think I did that to probably a couple dozen things. Yeah. To fix that for me.
2: Thank right. You, but <laughs> I, I had to go. And uh, if I hadn't, have, if Justin and you and I didn't run into that before, I would have spun my wheels a little bit longer trying to figure out what in the world went wrong here. But that's what it is, is if you're doing your skipped skipped items and it's a, like safe agile, that was just the one I ran into. I know that's a scoped app. I may have to watch out that I, what, Update set or what uh, what scoped app I'm in if I'm in global or if I need to go to safe to do that and so on. So just something to keep in mind. They don't warn you in the skipped items that it's a, another that is not global.
3: I think you can add app to the lists.
2: I'm looking and I don't see it right now. Scope maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to look at that. But that's just something you have to keep. Keep in mind while you're looking at it. Yep.
3: Thankfully, you can move it after the fact.
2: Yeah. It does. You
3: know, you don't want to try closing it out and moving it on. Yes, exactly. It it, it was good times. Good times. It always is. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, for an upgrade, it's not like upgrade-wise, like actual code-wise. We don't really have to do most of our time. Is just making sure that what they've changed or want to change it to. Because this time we did a bunch of reverting because they've changed quite a few of their uh, just client scripts and business rules to, to work a little differently. Yep. With like messages. And, and I don't remember the other example off the top of uh, my um,
2: head. Calculating SLAs was more efficient the new way. So yeah, it was just how they do something i don't
3: even know if i i don't know if those showed up or not but yeah they've, they've changed the code a little bit and so we were trying to revert back to default and we did that for a lot of change stuff and that did not end up working out in our favor because we <laughs> missed a couple here or there or they weren't in the they weren't in the skip list but they were in the changed list and so it was like half new half old and yep Actually, yeah. probably more like 80% new and 20% old, but finding well, out where each thing was was a bit of a pain in the butt.
4: If
1: you have an older instance, you know that's where I would take that opportunity every time that we did an upgrade uh, in an older instance and roll back as much as I could and really analyze what's going on when I'm looking at the skipped items and just roll back everything you can. Now, that's going to cause some havoc, and you may have to, to revert back, okay, to the, the old code, but ha- rolling back as much as you can to try and get out of the box the best you can, it just, it, it's just it's going to be a long-term success for you, even if it's a, a little bit of a short-term pain. Um,
2: yeah. Well, you, you know. go from having 900 skipped items to uh, – 300 the next upgrade or uh, 60 or whatever I mean you you try to stay as close to out of the box and if you start reverting things back to, to what they're doing now yeah it gets you a little bit closer so your upgrades are a little bit s- smoother and cleaner. Well a lot get. of
3: our stuff we had uh, on the last one I did uh, it, we hadn't like we must have turned it off or on once you know I don't even know what because there's no difference when I looked at them but the system flagged it as thinking there was something. Yes. Right. So I've had for sure revert back just to try yeah. to get it to get rid of whatever flag that, you
1: know, customer touch flag or whatever yeah. it's called. Right. Exactly. So I understand that because that happens to me a lot. Now, maybe it's because you go there and maybe you update to get out of it instead of just, you know, getting out of it, maybe. Because I don't I don't know how that, that happens, but it's up quite a bit in there that there's no change. It's all the same.
2: I don't know. I've I've run into a few that are. Yeah. Whenever you bring up the comparison, it says no difference. I I, like Justin said I just say revert back but then there's a few that come up I know I've never touched this business rule but it came up and said it was different well because they have spaces or something and I was like I've never touched that but okay revert it back but yeah it's it's kind of a weird how that the skipped items kind of work but it's always good to go look through that I've I've I like doing that and I don't. They've like. also
3: done some. Another thing to look out for is like they they change it to use a script include on like a condition mm-hmm. instead of just having the fields on there. Uh, yeah, that's another one that it may not be as big of a change as you think. So just bring up that script include and see what they're doing. They're probably doing something very similar, if not exactly the same. Yeah, the I've noticed like the states and stuff, those are generally the same as what they were. I mean, yep. i still
2: look at them, but. Yeah, they have started using script right? includes a lot more.
1: Pull up the script it. includes and look at them. You know, really do that side by side comparison. The tool does it for you. You know just don't be lazy pull it up look at it go line by line look at the code um and you need somebody that understands what's going on in the code and that can read it properly um and, and really and really figure that out but go through it and make sure because there were some stuff that i ended up rolling back to out of the box because they changed something dramatically, and there's other stuff that I've merged because I thought it's better to keep parts of what was done.
2: Yeah. Uh, The merge is not a bad thing because... Um, they, let's say they're doing, like Justin said, they're doing something a little bit more efficient in a business rule, but you still want one condition added in there. Uh, you can always merge it so that you have their new code, but you still have your condition in there to say, okay, only run it whenever it's this state or whatever, yeah. that kind of thing. So it is good to do the side-by-side comparison and try to figure that out as long as you understand what's being done. Um it, it, you can mess things up, so.
1: Yeah, don't <laughs> well, just and click accept. If <laughs> yeah. you just roll everything back to out of the box, just so you know, that doesn't work very well.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, it, it well,
3: breaks. I mean, there's probably been one instance where it did, so we need to say it probably won't work.
1: Probably, yeah.
3: Right,
2: I mean, yeah, you could roll everything back, and eventually – everything would i mean it'd it'd work it just might not work the way that your your business or corporation wants it to work (laughs) yeah you're used to it working. yeah well or
1: yeah or because there is a customer so and and this is something other people need to understand also these are just the customizations that were skipped or a problem this isn't all the customizations in your system
3: No, it's just the stuff that on this upgrade they were touching as well. They were going
2: to upgrade or touch or fix or whatever. Yeah.
1: So if you roll back something that you've created something somewhere else or it's connected somewhere, something they haven't touched, you can actually do more damage than good. So really look at them and decide what you want to do. And remember, though, you can always revert, right? (laughs) Revert them
2: back. Yep. So I did run into one this time that it out of the box it wasn't working correctly so we went in and put a fix in and when I went to look at the difference because they said oh well you've modified it so here's your review it was pretty much line for line uh, the same but they did that fix just slightly different but yeah they were fixing their issues so I thought that was pretty cool that they they admitted that it was wrong and we're fixing something but um, it was pretty cool To see that we had fixed it first. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha
3: well, you could have submitted a uh, high ticket for that offering the suggestion.
2: I, I, no, I don't share my information with anybody. <laughs> I don't do podcasts or help people out at all. Yeah, no, no. Yeah.
5: no.
3: <laughs> so I will say I'm going to have to step away here for a few minutes. But before I do that, I would like to point toward the uh, the biggest issue you had during this previous upgrade, which for me was the approval change. Uh, on the portal, they changed the approval widget to require a, a, a role. Yes. And, yes. And that. Um, I did not find. I mean, there may be documentation out there, and I'm just horrible at searching it. But I could not find anything that specifically mentioned that. And it doesn't do it in the platform view or CMS view, whatever you know. That normal mm-hmm. Itil view. <laughs> There's forty names. That, that was a uh, problem.
1: That was that was a big problem. I mean, we 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 uh, we did some testing, and then we went to figure that out, and then all of a sudden now we're changing the the widget because we can't get anybody to go approve it unless you have. You know, yeah, the,
3: the, the button, they can load it. The buttons just, I want to say the buttons didn't show at all. I don't think no, it was they were straight out. Yeah,
2: they so, were gone. The instance I saw, it, it yeah, the, the buttons weren't there. They couldn't, they could see it, but they couldn't actually approve it at all. Um, but this, that didn't show
3: up until, you know, I want to, I want to say maybe it was test. It might've been testing, but that's one that, you know, you don't generally yep. see that, uh, as part of your, te- or I didn't see it as part. Of it. It's now on the list of things to make sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I've... But it was not a con, cause we do, I do approvals with, you know, I'll right. impersonate a user and do an approval, but I don't, uh, you I know? never, never thought to make sure it was in all different uh, things.
2: Yeah, We, both areas. we heavily uh, 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 customized our portal the, a couple of years ago and I figured out that I have to test everything in the portal now on every upgrade or anytime we make an update to a form or anything so I that is something I've done but because we heavily have, uh, customized it, we didn't have that issue when we upgraded because we Probably already had, had a, a custom, custom widget.
3: Yeah, we were using, uh, I think the two upgrades I've done to Orlando, I want to say both were using the default and both yep. have the same issue.
2: Well, the one I worked with you on did. Yeah, so. It was a lovely, lovely, yep. lovely thing. But all right, I'm going to step away for a couple of
3: minutes. You guys continue your awesomeness.
1: So okay. while he steps away for a minute, let's uh, let's actually go to a quick break and hear from our sponsors. So let's just give it a couple of minutes, and uh, we will talk to you guys uh, in just a minute. Welcome back. This is Jason Gibson, Server so Sharp. We got Peters, Justin Classville, and Randy still on the call here. Uh, we are talking about upgrades and uh, upgrade issues that we've had, and just kind of having a little conversation about it. Um, when we were talking earlier, we were talking about some of the things that we found when skipped items, uh, and I want to kind of switch around and s- kind of go with some of the things that we found in the in the uh, New York, uh, Orlando, and Paris. Upgrades. Uh, do you guys have anything that has stood out in any of those upgrades that um, that seemed odd to you, or things that maybe weren't in the uh, the notes? The uh um, the, oh, the um, release notes?
2: Um, one thing that I knew kind of stood out just because I saw it in every instance I've upgraded so far to Orlando, and that is uh, some of the ATFs for, I think it was change, uh, changed, but the sysid ID on the updates does not match the sys IDs that are out of the box. So that was a skipped item that you can't go change. Um, Yeah,
1: that was odd. That really did strike me as odd that I remember seeing that and picking up the phone and calling and going, okay, has anybody else seen this? It just seemed weird that they had a different sys ID um i mean there was nothing you can do about it there was no change you can make
2: no it, it, you just have to skip that one and go well hope it doesn't come back but yeah right, it, right. it was the weirdest thing i just uh, two separate companies two separate instances and i saw it on both of them it was the weirdest thing so that was one um i can't think of anything else right now you know on
1: On this latest one to Paris, um, one of the things that came out after that I was talking to somebody today about is it looks like they've changed the way their search engine indexes. Uh, And so things that people were able to search previously without quotes uh, that had uh, dashes in them, it, it wouldn't pick them up. And But if you – so if I type Jason-Gibson, right, and it would look for Jason-Gibson, well, it wouldn't find it. But if I put J quotes around it, it would find it. And I'm not sure what that was about. I mean, that's kind
3: of like standard search engine stuff. So I've never tried it before. So if they added it, that's good. That's how, like, like Google works. You require anything between these quotes to be in any result.
2: Right. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's just, yeah, that's not something that you would see in the release notes unless they say they something about the Zing search engine got updated or whatever. But yeah, that that's kind of strange that that
4: happened.
3: i We didn't do it before, or at least I didn't ever try that before, so I can't I can't confirm it was ever not that way. But uh, that's a good change if that's. Yeah, I thought that's, that's why happened. I would expect it to work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, that was that was interesting. I figured that out today. and That was a little bit of a change. Um, I was talking with Kathy and she was having that issue with one of her customers that says, I could search this, you know, a week ago, but I'm trying to search this today and there's nothing there. And she's like, well, try putting the quotes around it. And sure enough, bam, it came up. So, Um. Very different. Very. They're always making improvements, and you're not going to notice. That's the other thing. You're not going to notice all of them. Right off. Right off. Right. I mean, there's just there are little stuff behind the scenes that your customers are going to find. And I'm. I hate to say that. I wish I could say that nobody's going to ever notice any difference, but that's just not going to be the case.
2: Most, yeah, that's true. Most of the time you won't see a difference. It's those little oddball things that, you know, one user does or whatever. And it's like, you're not going to find that every time. Now, next time you do an upgrade, are you going to test the search function to see if it will have dashes or anything? Well, I can probably tell you no. You're just yeah. going to make sure search works, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, there's there's always, you know, out of you know all of your users from, you know, a hundred users to ten thousand, eleven thousand, or hundreds of thousands of people, the, everybody's going to use it a little bit differently. So you just have to kind of assume there's going to be a few things that pop up after the upgrade.
1: Yeah, especially it's, you got to keep in mind, it's like, oh, I, you know, if I stand on my head uh, and I say Baba Yaga 12 times and, you know, and, and then jump up real fast, then this happens, right? I mean, the reality is every end user has their way of doing something, their way of getting to something, and you can't possibly test every single possible variation you want to get as as thorough a testing job as you can but you're not going to get every scenario that could possibly happen if there's
3: someone who has that as part of their ritual for typing into the search engine I actually do want them on my, my test team. <laughs> yeah, right. I've,
1: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: I, will yeah. Have, I will not tell you, I will not tell my testers this, but a lot of my test subjects that I get people to do testing are the troublemakers. It's like you <laughs> always have had issues. So I'm going to have you on my testing team.
1: I love it because I did the same thing. I'm like, you're going to break it. So I'm putting you on my testing because yeah. you break it. I you will find a way to find something that breaks it. I want you um, on my testing team. <laughs> okay.
2: My I keep going back to my old application, but I had a user that she would do I don't know what she did. I can't remember. But she would do a search and then hit cancel and try to do the search again or something. But she did this like once or twice a week and she would start deleting the database. But she wasn't hitting delete. She was just canceling out of something. And so we finally figured out what she was doing and told her not to do it anymore. But from that day forward, she was on my testing team because she always had the weirdest ways to get around in the system. So and now
1: I bet she's still on your testing
2: team. Oh, uh, no, she got let like, go a long time ago. So she got oh, well,
1: to love corporate world.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, got to outsourcing is always awesome. So, Well,
3: let's just make sure that everybody is aware of the sarcasm filter there.
2: Oh, yeah, there was sarcasm in that. (laughs) I'm I'm not a huge outsourcing fan, but it happens. a place and a time, but... Yes, there is. Your entire AT
1: you're leaving it open for interpretation. (laughs) You know, the reality is we all hate the outsourcing thing, but it...
3: Well, I mean, I don't, because I, I you know, you hire me. What are you
4: talking about? It
3: depends.
4: It depends. It depends I don't. Like, I don't like outsourcing the entire IT department, but there are pieces right. that should be, you know, that yeah, like well
2: outsourced. But outsourcing and trends. consulting are kind of, you know, there's a gray line. Yes. Yeah. Outsourcing, but, like yeah, as
4: a consultant, I love outsourcing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but consult. But okay. I. But
1: I think there's a difference. There's a difference between. What um, no, yeah. has happened in some organizations where they've come in and outsourced all of IT or outsourced the majority of the IT. Even your help desk, even if or service desk,
3: whatever you want to call your help desk. Even if you outsource that, I understand there's a lot of cost savings there and a lot less liability for the turnaround you're going to have. But those are the people that are probably going to, depending on your if you hire within, like that is a great route to get really hardworking people who have loyalty to your company and you know yeah. and they're just going to yep. grow in the job
1: like but the but the other thing is but on the flip side of that there's a time and a place for everything and i i am a true believer that there is a you need to outsource things locally or at least in the united states that are things that you are lacking and there are gaps in your organization
4: well i think outsourcing just to save money is is a universally bad idea yeah but <clears throat> But if, if you're outsourcing for resources? an expertise that yeah. you don't have, it's a big difference.
2: Right. right. Or can't get in your area. Or,
4: or a scale thing. You can't scale locally. Right. Right.
1: I mean, Which is a uh, big thing. I mean, especially in ServiceNow. I mean, how many people does it take to run your instance, right? Now I need to upgrade, and now I need to, to do an upgrade. Why do we not have enough people? Maybe I need to do, uh, you know, an implementation. I don't have enough people. So, you know, it allows for that flexibility to move forward without committing to a larger staff.
2: Right. Well, outsourcing is different than what do we call it when you just uh, augmenting your staff. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay, I took us down a rabbit trail. Sorry. Well,
3: actually, going on that topic, how. Well, no, the amount of people, you know what I mean? Like I uh, have in the not too distant past, uh, uh, you know, talked on a resume type thing, had a little application there and talked to them and they had zero intent on hiring more than one person for the entirety of their implementation slash development and admin. And I'm like all of that in one role you have been the salesman has lied to you unless you have half a module activated (laughs) yeah and five users you're going to probably going to need
2: yeah this
3: hits home I guess for Brent (laughs) I was
2: gonna say I have have what 12 or 12 or 15 modules and I'm pretty much it
1: Yeah, but it's not.
2: It's not. It's not good. Uh, no, there are, it's not. I'm stressed all the time. <laughs> right,
1: and and you're not the only one. You have some people. No.
2: But and you, you do own, become
1: well, a you do become a bottleneck,
2: right? Yeah, right. I am. I am quite a bit of a bottleneck because I do have someone that helps with day to day admin of like groups and users, and that person can also do some form management stuff, but when it comes to anything in the background that needs to have some kind of script or whatever, I'm the bottleneck because I'm doing all the other stuff or any of the new implementations. So you know,
1: Constraints are an issue in any 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 kind of yep. organization. and This isn't new. We've been talking about constraints in manufacturing for decades, and yes. why that hasn't equated out over in IT, I have no idea because the reality is you have... An unlimited potential in service now to grow and to be a tool for your organization to drive you forward and do great things.
2: Right, but But the
1: tool. Going to commit one person as a resource, there is no way you're going to succeed in that.
2: But the tool is so automated and does everything on itself, and there's you know no code uh, development, all that. You know, you really only need half a resource. (laughs)
1: Oh, you know, and if people are listening that don't know you, that is sarcasm. Oh
2: yeah, it is. But (laughs) the the thing about, but that's the same with all of it.
4: Yeah. The thing about it is, is as technology becomes less of a differentiator, because every, I mean, it's you know. It's getting cheap, so nothing is unique necessarily to one company. It's the people that are where your creativity and everything goes. So if you're sacrificing people for uh, for automation or for cost savings or something like that, you're really getting rid of your competitive advantage.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yep. And your competitors are taking those people.
4: Yeah. And even if you don't get rid of all your competitive advantage, you've broken morale and broken trust with the people that are left. Yep. Yep. If you, and if you not- manage
3: to pull someone like a Brent in, and then you think, well, I can get... So-and-so, you know, I can out, you know, get a, a temporary thing or whatever, outsource, yada, 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 for much cheaper and only part-time. Well, yeah, but, I mean, how much stuff do you get just by how long? One, he's been at the, you know, like that particular thing has, has been doing it for however many years it's been since they started it. So he's got that I think
1: much he's been, I think he's been spending 30 years in some <laughs> sort of... Uh...
2: Actually... He, um... was
1: when it, he, he was 10 when it started. <laughs>
2: Service now, I am. I am now on my eighth year. Um, Service management tool. I think I'm on my sixteenth year. Yeah,
3: that's a lot of. That's a lot of just knowing where things are at that you lose if they decide to ever get rid of you like Yep.
1: Yeah, you know where the bones are buried. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. I helped bury a lot of them, yeah. yeah
1: you so. helped bury a lot of them, yeah. But I mean, How many times have okay. you guys gone into an instance, and, and and this will be more for Justin, I think, gone into an instance and realized there's a lot of bones, but you don't know where they came from?
3: <laughs> oh, I yeah. know where they came from.
1: <laughs>
3: Desperation? He's, he's currently talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which one? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's no, not right. No. Uh, yeah, there's – I mean, there's always little and, – and that's kind of the thing that anyone who comes – even if you're a uh, contractor or uh, full-time and you go on to a new place, like, you're always going to have to, to try to learn either A, there's somebody's coding style. Like, I'm a heavy user of Script Includes. I don't know anyone else who is. Uh, you, I, know you got, I know you guys I, both know how to use them, but you don't – like, You're. I don't believe – and you correct me if I'm wrong – I don't believe your first instinct for something is to create it as a script include
2: a lot like, of, well, I'm getting more and more like that.
1: <laughs> so Yeah. I was about to say I'm getting there. I
2: yeah. mean, if it is a client side thing that I want, or if I'm calling it from the client side, I try to do client, uh script includes so that it all gets processed there instead of the client and yeah. stuff like that. Business so, rules
3: both. I mean, that's
2: yeah. And business rules, but I, some, guru told me how to do that a long time ago and I just thought okay he's smart Then he left and I don't know that he's that smart anymore, but
4: um, Yeah, he he his IQ
1: definitely dropped three points. (laughs) Um, I don't remember that the next time my phone (laughs) rang. The next time I'm calling you, begging you. Hey Justin. You may
3: have a special ringtone, I don't know. But
2: (laughs) along those same lines, though, you're you're saying, you know, you're coming into an instance. I've been in this particular instance for the Since we deployed it in Aspen, I mean, before it was even Aspen, we were deploying and we upgraded our our deployment before we never went live. So um, I've been had my hands in there, but you have people, consultants come in or you have implementers come in or people to help do all that other stuff. You're right. You have to learn how they did things because they did it their way. And it wasn't always the same way that your company does it. So
3: And to be fair, you've been in there long enough that I'm sure you can sometimes pull up code from five years ago. (laughs) Like if if any of the stuff I did five years ago, I you know, it might take you a minute to remember why was I how was I doing what am I doing here? Yeah. Not just variable names, but even the way you structure it. you
2: You know, Until, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago, when I started working with you guys, it might have been even longer. It feels like an age, uh, ages, but it's only been four or five years. Um, Until then, I just wrote the code and I didn't care. But then I started uh, working with you guys and thinking, well, you know, if they're looking at the code and trying to figure out what I was doing or whatever... They're not going to be able to do that. So I've start I started notating what I was doing in my code, just no, briefly. Comments are a little yeah. Comments are great. Yeah, you know, honestly,
1: I was horrible for the longest time, and Justin can attest to that. Um,
2: well, I can too. I'm still fixing things. I still
4: fixing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guys, you say on. blood? I've seen your ticket documentation.
2: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Not that it's bad. I'm just saying, I this, this week, I had a customer call and say, you know, we want to change this. And I'm looking at this going, well, what was he doing here? So I had to go break down what you were doing. I'm yeah. not saying it was broken. I'm just saying, it's like... <laughs>
1: Well, I comments know, are really important, and it took me yes. a long time to figure that out. It well, to be fair, when I'm you started, you were not a coder, right? It took me being in charge of the system. Yes. To care. Yep. So when I was just being a developer, and all I did is do development, and all or or admin or or that kind of thing, and I relied on. Brent and, and Justin for the other parts of it, I didn't grasp and understand it enough. And when I went over to other organizations and became in charge of all of it and had to do that, uh, especially I went to an organization that had an old instance of service now that was heavily customized. I realized at that point how important it was. And so ever since then, I've gotten better at it. And I'm not, uh, again, uh, you know, I could probably document better still and and still need to probably work on it. But when you're in charge of it, you start realizing Oops! I should have been doing that all along.
3: Well, and yeah. part of that is you were growing as a developer because when you started, you were a you know you were new to it, so right. it's not it's not like you had
2: your You didn't, on you didn't fully that.
3: understand yet why people talk about comments or good variable names. I am yep. looking at you for that. In the now past. I will
2: I will say I've never gotten to the point where I sign and date it that. I updated it this time. I figure the system does that. Yeah. I just put notes in there of why I did this and what it's doing, that kind of I stuff. I do
3: wish they would let you add that to uh, when you hit, like, to, when you save versioning, the versioning for the like, okay. business tool. yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's like a, a module you can add on or something, but that would be lovely if every time I go to save, I could just have a little. I guess I could make that myself. Have a little I was pop gonna say that this. sounds like an
2: app that could be created and you put yeah, on the sounds, share or, it does. Yeah, or something.
3: Because awesome. I mean the you have your own I mean it's not true version control, but it is a very simple version control. Yep. And you can just glance at it. So now sometimes I hit save enough that <laughs> that <laughs> would be, not That would be annoying. Yeah. But that that technically, you know, that that's usually only in a dire fire instance
2: you know oh but uh i do it line by line each time i add one i hit or, save you know, no, you know the, the buttons at the top
1: of your code editor you add another button that said you know do comment for on version so you click it and, and then it pops it up and you can put a comment for that version
2: okay we kind of Moved away from uh, upgrades to. I feel like it's some sort of design session programming.
3: programming (laughs) Yeah, free designs to people
1: here. If anybody's hearing this, build that for us. I'm just saying, right?
3: (laughs) Or or don't let me build it and bill you for it. That'd be great. Uh, Yeah,
4: yeah, Yeah, I I like that idea better. I like that idea.
3: hey yeah, if you I'm see taking, it show up on the shop you know i was gonna say that's a shop thing live brainstorming here we go uh <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: yeah so as we, for we, as we, for the upgrade like uh, yeah
3: like just in general what uh how do you guys feel like you're because we, we've all done i want to say at least two each uh i've done a few well yep. I mean even just recently
1: recently yeah.
3: within the last 3 4 months we've we've all at least done two I want to say. Yep. yep. Uh, like how do you feel just overall was it any different than like for me I don't feel like this was any the, the process didn't feel any different than the previous upgrades I've done. It did feel yep. like I had to look at the coding changes uh in the skipped items much harder this time. And I don't know if that was just because they, they did some changes to change itself. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know if it was just like a module thing that had me it, it felt like it take, took a little longer.
2: Uh, uh, it depends on what all has changed. I've done a, a few upgrades in the years, but it, some of them are simple. Some of them are a little bit more complex because they've made major changes to modules, like you said, to change management and stuff.
1: I will say, so, I didn't see anything significant for, significant for incidents.
2: No, and I don't I really saw anything for incident. It really doesn't happen that often for incident. So, um, the newest thing I think for incident is major incident module, but I could be wrong there. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. The first two or three upgrades i did for ServiceNow kind of stressed me out and i was always worried about it but over the years i've done several and as long as you do your due diligence up front and you make sure that you have testers that actually have tested the system and that you've gone and looked through all your skipped items and you've made sure things work uh, you can even use the ats the automated testing framework to do it i still would have in yeah. user tests. Uh, that's just would, would the have- first uh, run through. Right. It, nope. it should not be stressful. You should just, you know, just do all that and upgrade happens and apply your fixes if you need to. And everything goes on. And, and speaking of updates, applying
3: yeah. the fixes, make sure that you do update sets correctly while going through your upgrade monitor
2: yes yeah yeah i was talking earlier with the scoped apps and all yeah. yeah yeah
3: well even just making the change and not realizing like you're not making something that's going to carry over automatically you're going to have to move that update set
2: yes yep right. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and uh talk about
1: ats for just a second ATF. Yeah. Um, a- 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 T- I had yeah. Thanks, thanks.
2: Alcohol, tobacco, <laughs> firework. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah. So the automated testing, I we created. So one of the one of the systems that I've worked with, we created went through and created all the ATFs for incident change um, request. All all forms, all uh, everything was tested. We had integrations in ATFs. Uh, so we spent a lot of time and money. And then I save money because, again, part of that was outsourcing. So if you want that done in your system, let us know. Um, but it really was extremely useful in an upgrade. We would turn it on, run it, identify issues, make changes, then have our testers. It cut our time testing down significantly. Now, I still had testers test.
2: Oh, yeah. I would always uh, recommend having human which I
1: did have some people saying, well, if you're running these ATFs, why are you having testers test? And like, well, a computer can't replicate a human's eye.
2: Right. Well, <laughs> your ATF, you programmed it to work a specific way every time. Right. So it's always going to follow the same steps every single time. A human might not follow the steps in the same order. Kind of like you we were talking those, about getting troublemakers to do it for you, right? <laughs>
3: exactly. And even those ATF's, you can get a false positive, right?
2: Yes, you can. Yep. Like, yeah,
3: there are quite a few, actually. and that's not necessarily on the ATF system. That just maybe the way that, uh, like, some of the what do they call it? They're not functions, whatever you call it. Steps. There we go. Each uh, some of the steps are or actions. No, it's steps. I don't. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> some of those are more powerful than others.
1: Yes. Right. And- and I will tell you this, I, the funniest thing, so we got done building a whole bunch of them. We we were we had built um, 10 or 15, so it's just a start, and I started noticing that they all ran just fine almost no matter what, and I started looking at them, and they were all run as admin. And so... I, I had to, I had to get with the team and say, "Listen,
2: you can't run, run them as admin as
1: individual users, right?" Uh, in that way, you know they. But then when we went to upgrade, there were some other issues with that. But you want to run it as a general IT user. And one of well, your first steps you a, is
3: going to be a impersonation script.
2: Yes. Yes. Now, what I found whenever I started playing with them is something to keep in mind because it was – it didn't happen to me, but it may it came to mind, is don't pick real users when you want to do the impersonation. <laughs>
4: right,
2: yeah. yeah. Pick generic users that have the same roles as those people.
4: Well, that's so when we I a said, generic what I service said
2: we, ran
1: we ran into issues with people being gone.
2: Yes, or, or, uh, <laughs> you pick Joe Blow, and Joe Blow gets let go next week. Yeah. All of a sudden, your ATS will quit working.
1: So we set up some users, some dummy users. Yep. User?
2: <laughs> yep. So. so that's kind of what I was getting to. But, yeah, <laughs> nothing beats a human tester, though.
1: Nothing so. but a human tester. And, and, but I will tell you that there is – no reason if you have the atfs and you have everything in order and you're willing to do your due diligence you can upgrade in two or three weeks
2: Oh yeah yeah i mean you you could do an upgrade it'd be stressful because well it kind of is. I've done it. Uh, doing an upgrade in two weeks, it can be done, but you're spending a lot of time going through that to make sure it works. So, Based
3: on the standard uh, listening group, I believe, to this podcast, I will throw out there that that is an exceptional ask of pretty much yes. any ServiceNow instance, no matter how uh, customized it is. So do not – please no. do not expect your team to do that no, in two to no, three weeks. No, 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 no. No,
1: no, no, no. This is – this is – maximum this is using atfs this is making sure so So, there is a perfect that is a perfect storm you need to set aside at least a month
2: i was gonna say i would think i mean on average my upgrades are a month um i think most of the time they're going to be a month four to six weeks probably i would think
3: that's been uh um, this last one for me was six but i think the one before that was four now, so if you're gonna do, the code freeze
2: right now if you're gonna In do course. a upgrade and deploy new features at the same time that might extend your upgrade further because yeah, you have to, to do,
1: do try not to do that
2: i would try not to but you know some cases some people that's the only time they can do it so i would be very cautious about that, though.
1: I mean, I so. Would, so when I first started, I really loved the idea of launching a significant number of new features when we did the upgrade. Because they're expecting an upgrade. They're expecting changes. And, oh, look how the pretty stuff. Look how new it is. Look how it's going. The The problem with that is um, it, it is it drags the upgrade process that should have been a month to two months and you're sitting at the end of it and you launch it and there's just so much more potential for issues. And the well, longer
3: you take or stretch it out, like for me, this last one, they had a patch uh, that then my dev and prod were no longer in sync mm-hmm. because dev had upgraded because it took me six weeks, unfortunately. And the patching well, monthly patching process, you know, they upgraded it and I didn't yep. catch it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, the longer you take, the more likely you are.
2: Well, uh, I've run into where I upgraded, and they d- it took long enough because we were deploying something at the same time. But, uh, this was a long time ago. By the time I was done, the new upgrade for the next version was out, and they wanted me to upgrade to it. So it was... I had two weeks off and then started the next upgrade. So, you you make it too long, you're going to be an upgrade behind. And I think, I think across the board now, service now will only let you be one upgrade behind, right?
3: They auto update you, I believe, on the second head. Yeah.
2: yeah. So if you if
3: or that's are on. I don't know if you can actually put pressure to them to get you to hold off because They say no. A, they say no. But we'll
2: see
1: so you can but in order yeah. to do that it, it, you have to get a suite you have to request and it's a special request and, and you have to have a time frame and you, it can't be oh I just want to postpone it forever it, it like it to, used to I'm be I'm in the middle of an upgrade and I need to postpone for a week
3: yeah good good times and uh, with the release cadence that they're at i mean that that means every year you're going to have roughly a month unless you try to do every upgrade i guess and then you'll have two
1: months of potential downtime Yep. but i don't think that's true though sometimes so i i personally believe that if you upgrade twice a year the upgrade should take less time
2: uh, you're still doing the same process every time, so it's going to be a month long. Each one will be, And again each the, upgrade, the month
3: is pretty, like for me, it's it's you start and you you do the, you schedule the upgrade, then you in whatever instance you are going to do that to. I know some do it to test, I do it to dev. Some only have two instances, uh, so anyway, you you deploy it to whatever instance, then you look at the upgrade monitor. Then you deploy it to, assuming you have three, let's say you have three incidents, then you would do it to the next one and then apply your patches. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like it's each one of those is not a day process type of thing.
2: Right. Yep.
3: So even if you are going fast, you're not going to do one in four days. I don't, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you actually. But you might
1: be able to do. At one quicker, where it doesn't take a month; it takes three weeks. I mean, it's
2: okay—not
1: probably half, but it is less time because you have less problems caused by the upgrade.
2: No, each upgrade is going to affect different items. So, well, um, that's
1: the point right. And if you skip one, you're getting. I,
3: I see what you're saying. My problem yeah. is usually getting the the SMEs, What is the sub? You know, the actual clients to. Best. our customers, whatever to actually get in there and do the testing or then yep. do the verification or like there's so much scheduling issues that I end up having that it's not necessarily, I don't have the updates that's ready. Like for me on this last one, I besides all the side stuff that kept slipping through code freeze. Uh, I also could not get our ARB or whatever you want to call your architecture. You know, the people who approve you doing the actual major change, if you have that in your, in your uh, company, I could not get them. They only meet once a month. We missed the first one. Well.
2: Now you got to wait. Or they had
3: questions. Thankfully, they did a... You know, we we talked them into doing a quick little side meeting, like an emergency art, But... um, Still, that's uh, you know, like there's a lot of things that can slow you down without it necessarily being that your updates set's not ready to go.
2: Right, it could be the processes you have to go through. So for your me, once a year process. is enough of a headache
3: that I don't want to do it twice a year. Yep, I will if they make me, obviously. If that's if there's some huge uh, update to a module that we're using that is really beneficial, of course we would, you know, take the effort to yep. do that upgrade. But most, I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen anything that's been a killer. Reason for me to upgrade. Uh, There's been things that have been nice to have once we upgraded. Yeah, there was nothing that was like I'm going to do this six months early just to get that. There may be in the
1: future. I'm not impersonation.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well. That's nice.
1: But there have been reasons.
2: Um, One upgrade I I did because project management uh, had so many new features. So we did that because it was going to fix a lot of the issues we had. Uh, Safe module. There was quite a few changes in, in Paris for that. So I will probably go to Paris pretty quickly so that I can fix that kind of stuff. They're not fixed. There's nothing broken with it. It's new features, new New ways enhance. of doing things. Yeah. Enhancements. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. That's, I can so see that. that kind of stuff. I could see, but uh, you can do an upgrade in two weeks, Jason. But that's probably with no testing. And that's probably whatever. I'm, in my case, it was two weeks exactly. And it was because I was being forced to do it and uh, there was no testing. And luckily, nothing happened on that upgrade for me but yeah it it's not something i would ever advise anybody to do
1: yeah, but the, do the do the atfs change it cuz when we were doing it in that shorter time the atfs were we i don't were in the atfs and i had a full team dedicated to testing to I me a, an atf is just dedicated to testing at
2: the time so, an atf is just a, a front another, line First it's another data point for me it's it's not yeah.
3: i'm still going to do the full testing i would do normally Yep. it's just helping me like it's basically doing a, a quick check against the people i do have testing because you know how we've all done it where you have testing is due by you know two weeks from today and you know one one beautiful soul actually does the testing uh, and you never hear back from anyone else. Well, at the very least, you have that updates that, or them. Sorry, that uh, ATS, and it could catch something. You've yep. done your own testing, um, but it's you know it's a little bit it on also top of that. Depends on
1: your, in the size of the team, too. Yeah, you know the reality is I'll give you a good example. Uh, that an organization I know currently has uh, about eight different developers and architects working on the upgrade. That's just the developers and architect and each one has their own module to verify and then the it's a worldwide application so each you know each team has a group of testers for each module. I mean if you can organize that to happen quickly think, you, could, it, you could do a lot of good stuff.
2: you still got have students. you ever tried to organize a group that large to do anything in two weeks?
1: Yes, once. Rephrase,
3: have you ever been successful?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> organizing that.
1: I will but say, no, I, my... Here's the thing. The, the problem is you have to have dedicated, dedicated testers. Yeah. And wow. I had a team of very dedicated testers that were actually really good, and that's rare. You don't get that all the time.
2: No. Yeah, yeah I mean, I if I had a... a... Good. I was just going to say, I'd have to say 98% of the companies out there that have ServiceNow probably don't have that. And I'm probably being a little low on that. It might be like 99% of the companies don't have dedicated testers.
3: To each module. Like if I had a developer to each module module and stuff who could actually go through the upgrade monitor and... You know, we, we split out, especially with what it sounds like they're doing with Paris, like you said, where you can actually do the ATF stuff. Yeah. Or not ATF, VTG stuff. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just mixing all my <laughs>
2: acronyms yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: but anyway, you, uh, being able to split it out like that, I mean, I could see how those could be done in a very short time, assuming that, again, all those people could be scheduled to actually have that be their, yeah. their priority during it. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm lucky to get everything For me, I just get no, you know, you end up getting very little feedback from that testing phase is just a, it's such a pain in the butt. And I've just, uh, involvement. Yeah, and I
2: make the assumption that most people don't have 16 developers, that they have pretty much themselves. What if you didn't do testing? Oh. I would are not be with that. I would
1: not be with that company very long if they're Do your sanity checks. What, what would uh, what would be the negative repercussions? Uh,
2: a lot of broken stuff after after the upgrade. <laughs> okay.
3: What, what would be the? What are you? What are you doing? It's. I know it's. I don't know when this will be published. So I hate to say the date, but I know the date leads credence to uh, <laughs> being weird or whatever, being a Friday 13th year. Well,
2: yeah, I just Friday say it's 13. in the year 2020, so that's even weirder. But Yeah, well, that too. Jason, you're living in a dream world. If you think that you can uh, upgrade a system with no issues, no testing in two weeks or in an accelerated no, no. process— there-
1: I never said I thought it could happen. I just
2: thought I'd ask you what you thought of it. <laughs> oh, it's it's probably not going to happen. you got to have the process of going through the whole system to make sure that you think it's going to work, that you do your fixes, and then I don't know. If you didn't have end-user testing, then you better be very good at impersonating people and testing them. For them, and, and then go from there. Because I can tell you, I've had. The
1: reason I will say had, part of the reason I'm saying these things is let's be honest. How many stories have you heard of people doing an upgrade, pushing the button, not doing any sort of gift <laughs> item review or any testing, and just pushing the button and being done? How many I'm sure times I, have you heard? I'm sure, it happens.
2: I've actually heard a story where someone. Um, Upgraded their dev or yeah, upgraded dev. Yeah, it looks like it worked. There were no errors in the uh, upgrade. I'm going to do tests and then I'll schedule the the upgrade next Friday. And they just do the upgrade without even doing any testing. And uh, yeah, they had some issues afterwards.
4: <laughs> but it's common. And that's
1: what I think. What I, I is do. it? Damn, this is, it is very, it is absolutely
3: common.
2: Okay.
3: So when you guys, when you guys did your admin cert, right? Yeah. Uh, now, granted, it's been a while. Let's not get talking about the cert process, Justin. Okay. I won't talk about the cert process.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I anyway. About the new cert process. Yeah. I
3: haven't paid my dues or whatever they I want paid to call the, it. I want to <laughs> pay the extortion money. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. Anyway. Um, but when you took it, they don't, You know, that's not a normal admin, which is unfortunate when I say unfortunate, which is probably what most companies have as their on site person. Uh, They only have one or two admins. If they're even a certified admin, they may be homegrown admin with air quotes. Nothing against you, people. If you're listening, you are great. Keep learning. Go to the developer website. Keep getting
2: knowledge. Go to the, go to the developer. Uh, listening? Yeah. What about? I mean, what about the few one. that are in the conversation here? Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> uh,
3: <clears throat> you're you're grandfathered in. To having <laughs> one anyway, uh, but still, I just don't uh, have
2: time to go get certified right now.
3: The whole point I'm trying to make here is that though you're not going to even necessarily know that there, you'll know an upgrade, and you may know of the upgrade monitor. And you may see that it said 900 items, but you're not going to necessarily know you're supposed to do something to those 900 items. I will have to say,
2: I agree. There is no documentation that says this is the best way for you to do an upgrade, make sure you have people testing them. I mean, that is just something. Well, they do have the
3: checklist now.
2: Well, they have a checklist, but I, okay, they do have a checklist. I haven't looked at it in a few years, so I don't know what all's in it. Yeah. But Uh, I know. That it doesn't line by line, like you said, okay, here's your 900 items to go through, compare them and that kind of stuff, figure out which one you want, go buy line by line, whatever. But they also don't say, you know, you should have someone test every single module and, you know, you should have multiple people testing and that your upgrade should take this long and that you should put it in test and or in pro- dev, then test, then prod and all that stuff. They don't now have they it don't all lined up. why
5: out. you do things.
2: I wonder. Right. I wonder how many people just let it do the auto
3: upgrade. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that I let be, it auto be patch. A, yeah, that would be a. But, night. Yeah, I do too. I don't. I don't manually do the patching. Yeah. Uh, unless it's going to be during a weird on call, you know, like no, I, holidays or whatever. But they they don't do those anymore anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we've got well, company well, holiday.
4: Well, if, if
1: there's something in it that might be a problem, right?
2: Well, yeah, yeah like you, they did with the okay. discovery thing a couple yeah. patches ago. You do go <laughs> li- look at the release notes, but that's just, you know, someone new to the new to doing uh, system admin kind of stuff like, uh, you know, let's say they were the manager of the help desk and the company decided, hey, you're going to be the admin over service. Now, now, uh, now. <laughs> That person's never managed an application, probably. They've probably just managed the people, the service desk. They might turn around and go, okay, now what do I need to do to do an upgrade? So, you know, maybe there needs to be something out there. Or, I
3: don't like, think they have any dev course or training course on it, do they? No, don't. they don't. I've never, I, I've never looked, but.
2: Have you ever been through their training courses?
3: Yes. On the developer very, side?
2: Well, I mean, okay, on the developer side, but I'm thinking, you know, developer or whatever. They're very generic and and I mean, they're good training. I mean, I, think I the only I upgrade stuff I've them. seen
3: is like they'll sometimes during knowledge have or maybe yeah. maybe between they'll have like a things to keep in mind type yes. of Yes. Yep. Kind of like what we're doing right now. Right. I'm just about it.
2: I was just saying I don't know that there's anything out there to tell the new people, here's some best practices when you're going you you to do upgrades. I know we've talked about it before. The
1: best thing for you to do if you're doing an upgrade right now or you need to do an upgrade right now and you don't have the, the right people in place, you just need to call Randy Hopps with Sharpstone <laughs> and say, hey, we need some help.
2: Well, and I mean, if that help is just, you know, uh, we need help doing it or you know, we just need some advice on how to best do this I mean or either firefighting way. after the fact yeah, yeah.
3: yep you yeah, never firefight to the person well I mean so like right now with the the cadence like I, we were talking about earlier I mean you may you may have gotten an upgrade without realizing it even happened you know so right, yeah and then you are but, in fire mode
2: let's just say <laughs> you have a service now all your service now mail goes to junk mail you don't know that it happened and all of a sudden you come in and it's like why do I have to log in why is this stuff different yeah i could see that maybe <laughs>
1: <laughs> i hope that doesn't happen to anybody please be checking the high portal and know when your upgrades are <laughs> They do what?
3: send you emails and they're very wordy at the top of them. I really wish they'd get to the point on some of those, like the yeah. scheduling ones or the, uh, or even like we we're talking about the, the cert one, even like getting to the line that anyone cares about. It was in bold, but it was, you know, seven scrolls down. Uh, I, uh, not
2: really. I, I briefly read yeah. them and then I let, I let Tammy come back and uh, my other admin come back and go, Brent, hey, did you know this was happening? Oh yeah. I saw that email. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, uh, I did see the email. I may not have read past the title. <laughs> anyway, overall, I think uh, for for an application, or I, I'm sorry, I did how offensive a, a platform such as ServiceNow, uh, the upgrade process really is good compared to pretty much anything. Because my life previously, or the one right before this, was SharePoint, and so if there's any SharePoint folks out there uh it's it's absolutely
2: nothing like oh this process is awesome yes
1: better in, in you yeah, right in the scheme of things but uh, they do give you some tools they nothing's they to do. how long did you take you the last upgrade you did for uh for sharepoint wasn't it like four months or something like that six months you know
3: that sucker dragged on so long i I actually, we did it in pieces. I couldn't even do it all at
2: once. It was. I I do remember you had to fix a bunch of stuff of the person before you left, <laughs> <laughs> and then you could upgrade, right? Was before him, but man, <laughs> it was all
4: working when he started. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Uh,
3: yeah. When you haven't even made it to the office the first time and you get on call, it's uh, it's good stuff. Uh, okay,
1: all right, guys. Well, hey, I think we, I think we, uh, we, we need to get this wrapped up. I appreciate everybody showing up, I appreciate everybody that's listening. Uh, remember. We really do want your input, so please give us some comments. Tell us how we're doing, uh, or or not. Um, tell tell everybody how Justin's doing, because you know he's wonderful. Uh, and then, then we could uh, we could go there. But I again, I appreciate everybody. Uh, reach out to us on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, anywhere that you can find us. Uh, we're also on YouTube, so uh we'd we'd love to uh do a custom one if you have some sort of suggestion on uh what we will, you know uh what we could talk about something you're interested in uh and then and what, uh, we might even stay on topic for it and we I, might even stay on topic for that one you know
2: might there's that's a big might because we have a problem about rabbit trails i mean uh, well yeah it's
1: at least all mostly been service. Most, yeah. mostly. mostly. Well, we I didn't mean, talk about guns or anything.
2: We will
4: hit what you ask us to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah we will.
1: We will talk about what you ask us yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first 10 minutes. Good. All
3: right, thanks, guys. I appreciate you letting
4: me uh, let me join. Yep, thank uh, you. I'll thank you.
1: I appreciate it, guys.
4: Mm-hmm. Bye.
0: We want to thank our flagship sponsor for this show, the Sharpstone Group LLC. Sharpstone is your source for all of your service now needs. Implementation, development, administration, strategy, and architecture. Contact the Sharpstone Group today at info at or 405-594-0100. We'd love to answer your questions or have you on the show. Contact us at service sharp at sharpstonegroup.com or find our LinkedIn info in the notes. Additional sponsorship opportunities are
5: available.